0: tweaking geek number
1: 26 recorded live from craig and pat's darkest nightmare <laughs> hi laurie
0: hi mike how are you i'm good guess who's not here
1: uh craig and pat that's true why are they not here
0: um i guess they don't have time for their listeners <gasps> luckily you do
1: good thing the listeners have time for the listeners
0: exactly we share the love
1: absolutely so what are we going to talk about today
0: um well i always want to talk about lost how about you
1: lost sounds good nice let us begin our lost segment excellent what do you want to talk about
0: well what do you think of the season so far awesome. Me too.
1: I think each of the last few seasons has been like my favorite season yet. Uh, I definitely like the direction they're taking the show. The more they kind of take us down the proverbial looking glass, the more excited I get. I know some people are kind of off on that, but I'm all over it.
0: Yeah, I still wonder sometimes if they actually knew where they were going, you know, back in season one or season two, if they really knew it was going to end up like this, or if they're kind of still... Tweaking it, making it up as they go
1: along. Oh, well, okay. So the story is that the uh, the writers, after they, you know, filmed the pilot, wrote out a six-season story arc, and you know, during the first three seasons, they didn't know when the show was going to end. So apparently, they had some issues where, you know, they were trying to speed up or slow down the story. Which I think led to some of those weird episodes in those seasons, where there was like a couple that didn't seem to have anything to do with anything else, and right. there were other times where they seemed to really be cramming stuff in. So, and I've heard the the producers say stuff about that, you know, initial six season story arc, and they talked about that's why they signed the deal with ABC to do the last three seasons, uh, and then end it. So, I would everything that I've read and heard of makes it sound like they actually do know what the heck's going on. So.
0: That's good. I guess we're in good hands then.
1: Do you uh, do you listen to the official Lost podcast?
0: I used to. Um, I haven't been lately because I used to have a job where I would escape it by listening to podcasts. <laughs> but <laughs> now my job has to keep me pretty um, pretty coherent and not listening to something at all times. So I haven't been uh, listening to it lately, even though I think it's still been coming onto my iPod, ah. but I think I'm really probably should pick it back up again.
1: So you deal with cells now. Are they alive?
0: Uh, my cells are alive, thankfully.
1: Okay, so with live cells, you really can't devote any brain resources to podcasts and such. That makes sense.
0: No, then I get all confused, and one time when Pat came to work with me, I accidentally like filtered my dirty media with dead cells in it. Oops. Instead of actually like filtering like the fresh media I made to feed myself, so yeah, I get distracted easily.
1: So. Uh, <laughs> well, anyway, uh, the last podcast I just like started listening to that a couple of weeks ago, and uh, Lindelof and Cuse mentioned something about how they weren't going to be able to fit the Hurly Bird into the story. And That's right. Are you familiar with the Hurly Bird?
0: Yes, I am. I
1: don't remember which season it was. It was way back in the beginning. I think they were yeah, a think, Black Rock or something.
0: Yeah, I think it was like second season maybe.
1: Yeah. So apparently they they are, you know, still tweaking things to a certain extent, but they do they do have that giant story arc. So apparently they're plugging in new pieces or taking out pieces, but that that added to my suspicions that they do know what the heck's going on. So, right. And the way they just thread everything together, you know, even even stuff back from season one we're still learning about, It's I find that quite amazing. I think that would yeah. hard to do if you were doing it on the fly.
0: That's very true. That's very true. Well, I, it just occurred to me that some people might not know what
1: the Harley bird is. Two, one. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. I think it was when they were heading to the Black Rock at one point. It was just one scene. I don't remember why it stood out to me, but that... Giant bird flew out of the jungle and Hurley saw it. I don't really remember much else besides that. But when they said the Hurley bird, it made me think of that. So
0: yeah. Hopefully they'll they'll also explain in more detail why there are polar bears there.
1: They've addressed yes. it, but they
0: haven't given the specifics.
1: Yes. Although I think they've kind of covered that to some extent with the uh, what's it called the Hydra station there on the other island, where they had the polar bear cages. Right. So, I think uh, another question is, how did the polar bears get to the main island?
0: I know, because polar bears are actually kind of mean. How did they transport them? I mean, I don't think they would have been too happy on that sub.
1: Well, do polar bears swim?
0: Yeah, they do. Maybe Maybe they could have swam to the island.
1: Yeah, maybe they just escaped or were let loose and swam across.
0: Maybe. Maybe one time the island moved and it moved to the North Pole.
1: Oh. Maybe it's from the North Pole. and
0: it's
1: South Pacific.
0: Yeah, perhaps.
1: So speaking of islands moving and stuff, what do you think of the whole time travel element of the show this season?
0: I think it's really cool. And just when I think I, I kind of have the mechanics of it figured out, like something happens and I realize that my theories are probably wrong. I think it's interesting how they said that, well, Faraday, Daniel Faraday said that... Um, you know, whatever they do, they can't really affect what's going to happen in the future. So when they're in the past and, like, Saeed shoots Ben, et cetera, Ben couldn't die because he's not supposed to die.
1: Yeah, whatever happened, happened.
0: Right. Which, you know, flies in the face of our back-to-the-future rules that we have for time travel. <laughs> in that, if you change something in the past, then you won't exist. Or,
1: Which, by the oh, way, exactly. how funny was it when Hurley's sitting there staring at his hand... Exactly. They're trying to see if he can see through it. <laughs> I thought that was awesome. Well, yeah, he wasn't so, playing the guitar, so... So do you buy into the Faraday theory completely, or do you think that maybe that's his theory, but he doesn't necessarily completely understand it?
0: I, I kind of think that he probably doesn't understand it, because we know there's something up with Desmond in that um, Desmond was supposed to be the only person that wasn't bound to that role. And it was interesting that you know, Desmond in the future suddenly, like, remembered meeting Faraday and remembering to pass on a message. So it's like once it happened, suddenly in the future, the memory popped in. It wasn't like he always knew it. Like, for example, you remember when that girl Charlotte was, like, dying and yes. she told Daniel she's she was like, oh, I remember a guy from when I was a kid that looked just like you that yeah. told me never to come back to the island. Yeah. So those are two different things.
1: So my theory on the uh the desmond thing is that you know if if they can change events in the past that maybe that's how the brain assimilated the new information so to speak that came into desmond's head you know when he was told that back in the hatch by uh faraday you know when faraday mm-hmm. told him you know you have to you have to help us i think that information as it ripples through time so to speak i think that's how uh, Desmond's brain kind of dealt with it was to make him dream it or what have you. Um, kind of like how supposedly some of the things that we deal with during the day, you know, comes up in our dreams, kind of right. that same kind of thing. So, uh, But on the other hand, I'm not totally convinced that they can change the path. So I'm I'm still really out to lunch on that.
0: Yeah, I mean, how are they going to avoid being killed when Ben decides to gas them all? I mean...
1: The the dharma side? As yeah. Comes. Yeah, and the other thing is I'm not 100% sure when that happened. So, you know, I'm always wondering, is it like a couple of weeks from now? Is it years from now? It's it's hard for me to tell. Um, well,
0: in the one flashback where Ben was thinking about it, he was older and he looked like, you know, Ben with a bad dupe, which we've been <laughs> seeing way too much lately. But uh, his dad was still alive and they were still driving there little Dharma Volkswagens. Right. Gee, wouldn't that have been nice to have, like, the roads to walk through when the poor castaways were, like, schlepping through the jungle to find things? Indeed. I guess those those roads must have been, like, all, you know, covered over, because they can seem to, like, cross the island in, like, ten minutes.
1: Yeah, they can seem to go anywhere.
0: That's crazy.
1: It is crazy.
0: So, also crazy, what's going on with Locke and Ben, do you think?
1: I have to say, I'm liking the whole Locke-Ben role reversal thing. I like how Locke now appears to know what's going on. Even though he doesn't, it all seems to be kind of coming to him in rather timely fashion. And Ben is just completely lost, for lack of a better word. And uh, I think that's great. Because, you know, previously Ben was the mastermind of everything. And now he's just one of the pawns.
0: And that's what he deserves to be.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, so... So who... That's the theory I had
0: that was, like, totally blown out of the water, because you know how they've always told Locke that, oh, you're supposed to be our leader? Yeah. And I was wondering if it was... The only reason they thought that was because when he went back in time, Locke's like, oh, I'm going to be your leader someday. You know, show up at the hospital and watch me be born. And then when it actually happened... He's like, oh, I guess he is the leader.
1: Like one of those Catch-22 things.
0: Right, and he was never really was supposed to be the leader. He just said so. Right. So I thought that was the case, but what happened with um, going to the temple and things and him being the whole, you know, Mr. Miyagi of Ben's having to deal with his dead daughter thing, uh, I think I'm wrong, and that's fine.
1: Yeah. I'm wrong. The Ben's daughter thing was way cool, by the way.
0: Yeah, it was so good to see that actress again. She really kicked a lot of ass, and I was sad to see her die.
1: It was nice to see her kick her dad's ass, kind of, though.
0: Yes, it was. I don't know. Do you even, like, get the same satisfaction that I do when Ben gets beat out of him?
1: Well, so that's what I was going to ask you. We've got Ben, and we've got Widmore, and several people on the show, you know, in each camp seem to think the other one is completely evil, you know, and the show doesn't seem to be doing us any favors as to letting us know which one is the good guy. Um, it seems like any time my perception seems to tilt one way, they show me something uh, you know that makes me think, oh, maybe that's not the case. Who do you think is the good guy, or do you think that they're both evil or both good?
0: Um, I don't think there is a good and evil per se. Well, I mean, Ben's definitely evil, but um. <laughs> I don't know. I think, like, the the Richard Alpert faction, I think those are, like, the people that have been there the longest and they're probably, I guess, what you could call indigenous, if that. Yeah. And the army came and, you know, dropped a faulty bomb on them. So, I mean, that's definitely not so good. But yet the Richard Alpert others' faction, you know, just shoots the people and doesn't really find out why they're there or try to help them. Right, That's not so nice. Um, the Dharma people... I always thought the Dharma people were there because of Widmore but since Widmore was with the Richard Alfred Others faction I don't know why Dharma's there. You know, in the last episode it looks like there's a, a third faction um, because when Miles was kidnapped... When he was, was he eating a taco?
1: Yeah, the fish taco. Yeah.
0: Well, he's probably in Southern California because they love their fish tacos here. (laughs) Um, (laughs) He, uh, the the guy was named Bram, and he asked that same riddle that that girl Alana asked um, Frank the pilot. Yeah, the the shadow. What lies to the shadow statue, which I guess is that four or three toed statue that Saeed and Sun and Jin saw when they were sailing.
1: Which looks like the Egyptian god Anubis. Yeah,
0: the first thing I thought it was the return of uh, the Lord of the Rings.
1: Oh, remember yeah. we, the Armath? Yes,
0: yes, that's the first thing I thought of. But um,
1: you mean when yeah, you saw just the four toes? You know, just the foot section. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I actually thought thought the same thing.
0: So I think that you know since they they have this weird riddle and they knew about Widmore and the island maybe they're a third faction somehow and they also wanted to get crashed on the island they figured out if the oceanic six were all get on a plane together probably they were going back so they were on the plane too because apparently that bram guy was in one of the earlier episodes i don't remember yeah i tried to go back and find it and i couldn't find it but i didn't go through all my episodes either um, but that girl, Alana, maybe, maybe the reason why she brought Saeed on the plane was he had to be there to bring them all back. And
1: so when, I don't were, know when they were on the beach and it was, uh, Lapidus got back and the, you know, some of the survivors of the second plane landing were on the beach getting that container all ready. And they kind of took Lapidus, I guess, as a. Hostage or prisoner or whatever. Um, so you think those people are the same people from the Black Fan, the Bram people? I I do. And do you think it's possible that they work for Ben or Ben's side, so to speak?
0: No, I don't. I don't think they're on Widmore's side. I don't think they're on Ben's side, and so I don't think have, they're on Alfred's side.
1: So I think a they're a player. Of people trying yeah. to get to or remain on the island
0: exactly and that would also explain remember when uh like the the sawyer juliet bunch of castaways were in the canoes and another person came up in a canoe and was shooting at them yes it's those people because they found the ajira um crash right before they got in the canoes yeah so i think it's those those same people that are are shooting at you know, our favorite castaways, so...
1: You know, what was really funny is when that happened, I was like, you know, I bet in a later episode we're going to see these same people that for whatever reason are trying to stop themselves from doing something that's going to mess something up, and they're gonna, it's going to end up oh. them shooting at themselves. Um, that's which, a
0: good point.
1: Which, if the timeline thing, you know, back to that, if it proves to be whatever happened, happened, then that'll be impossible. But I thought it would be funny... Um, you know we'll see what happens later but if, when I saw that I was like oh that's going to be them shooting at themselves which yeah that's, would that's be kind of funny humorous so another humorous theory that I just came up with while you were talking about this third faction is what if next season you know the the big story arc that takes us to the end is this third faction you know are really evil and Ben's team and Widmore's team team up to keep them off the island and you know they make make good or whatever that would be interesting. Long-standing enemies coming together to rally against, you know, pure evil.
0: Kind of like Jack and Locke.
1: Kind of like Jack and Locke. Although, kind of towards the end, they still ended up splitting ways. Yeah. But anyway, cool stuff.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm looking forward to it. Um. I'm bummed there's only a few episodes left this season. We have to wait until next January, but...
1: And we should mention that the the whole reason this podcast is possible tonight is because Lost is not on.
0: Yeah, that's true. If it wasn't for that, we'd be watching. Right now. Yes,
1: exactly. Cool. So what else do we have to talk about?
0: Uh, Well, I kind of wanted to complain to you about my BlackBerry because I think Pat's tired of listening to me complain about it uh
1: now why, have, why don't you have an iphone
0: okay so i hate at&t because when i lived in maine still i had a month-to-month contract with at&t because i had a, a regular contract that had expired but it happened right after singular had bought at&t at one point so right. to get a new contract and to get a new phone because my phone wasn't holding a charge past, like, two hours at that point. Singular wanted to make me pay an additional charge. They wanted to charge me an additional fee to stay with the same company I was with. And that just made me really angry. And I said, screw you guys, I'm going to T-Mobile. Okay. So uh, that's really what has kept me from the iPhone overall. And I like my BlackBerry. It's good for texting. I have a BlackBerry Pearl. Okay. It's small, um, but it doesn't bother me as far as the size of
1: the buttons or whatever. So what, what bothers... What does bother you?
0: Oh, my. Like, probably twice a week now, for no reason, it just goes bananas, and it forgets all the numbers that um, called it or it called, and it deletes all my text messages. Oh, handy. And the funny thing is, when it's doing this, it's not like it just like resets and then starts like categorizing new stuff as it comes in. I've literally looked at my cell phone and watched a text message come in, pop up, and then disappear into the ether.
1: Well, that's the only cool. Thing,
0: yeah. The only thing that stops it is I have to shut my phone off, pop out the battery, put it back in,
1: and reboot it. Okay, obvious dumb questions. Number one. Have you checked for a firmware update on this thing? You know, I do have to
0: update that, and I think that would solve some of the problem. But Pat is good about updating his. Yeah, and it still does it for him too.
1: Do you guys have the same phone? We do, and they're both having this happen to them.
0: They are, That's and not it's not cool. necessarily at the same time either. So I don't think it's like a a system outage thing. I think yep. it's just a the Blackberry's retarded thing.
1: Wow. Okay, that was my only obvious dumb question. I mean, it (laughs) seemed like there was more than one, but... No, no, no,
0: it's a good question. It was definitely worthy. But I like the fact that it has some GPS functionality to it. I mean, it's not like the iPhone. It's not a perfect GPS. It kind of figures out where I am due to, like, location of cell towers and where it thinks I'm coming from. And usually, As,
1: As a quick aside, many would argue that the iPhone's GPS is not a perfect implementation.
0: Well, that's true. We'll we'll
1: get to that later. Continue.
0: (laughs) But uh, it does a pretty good job overall, except for it seems like when I really need it, okay, I have edge and I'm getting signal, but it's not like doing data transfer. So I'm like, oh, fabulous. I have no idea where I'm going and my GPS decided to like not be helpful.
1: So basically the GPS won't work unless you have some kind of data connectivity?
0: Yes, exactly.
1: Yeah, mine's the same way. That is frustrating. You know that yeah. if you know your plane ever crashed on an island in the South Pacific, you wouldn't be able to figure out where you were. I know. This is, is not good. Yeah.
0: And then someone would be trying to call me to find out if I was okay, and then the record of it would go away, so I wouldn't know who to call.
1: Yes, yes. Except that you don't have connectivity so you'd never get that record. But if you That's... did, if there was a if there was a tower on the island that you landed on in the South Pacific, then yes. any record of that call would go away, and you would think that nobody's trying to reach you. That is very true.
0: So why do you think I should get an iPhone? Sell me on it.
1: They're awesome. (laughs) All right, so let me put it to you this way. So I asked my wife, you know, when the three... I didn't get the original one because, A, it was expensive. Um, B, you know, it was kind of the first time it was coming out, and I usually... I'm not an early adopter, kind of like that. Mm-hmm. So, but when, oh, and, you know, it said right from the get-go it was not a 3G phone. And even though we didn't have 3G service in Maine, I was like, no way am I going to get a phone that's not going to be able to take advantage of 3G when it gets here in the next year or two, right? Yeah. So when the 3G iPhone was announced and they, you know, were subsidizing the pricing into the contract so that it costs less up front, I was like, okay, I'm totally all over that. I actually stood in line for the stupid thing. Um, so I asked was my wife,
0: the, was the store main open yet? The
1: one in Portland? No, the, the, the Apple store. F- no, I stood in line in front of an AT&T store. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> That's a whole nother story. But anyway, so Good I asked, I asked my wife before I went, uh, I'm going to get one of these. Do you want one? And she's like, well, no, I kind of like my phone. She'd, she'd gotten, um, my brother's phone. Long story short, my brother was headed to Korea for the Air Force and wasn't going to be using his phone anymore, and she liked his better than she liked hers, so he just gave it to her. Um, So she had just recently gotten that, and she was really liking it. Um, So she was like, no, I I like my phone, and, you know, I'm all set. Within two weeks of getting my phone, she was like, yeah, I'm going to need one of these. (laughs) And And when we were home together, she was using it, I would say, easily as much as I was. Um, so yeah, I got her, her one a couple of weeks later, we had, you know, we had to wait for it cause, uh, the demand was so high, but, uh, yeah, she uses it all the time now. So sell you on it. I mean, the things I like about it are that every time they do an OS upgrade, an OS upgrade, um, you get it for free, which I know you guys have an iPod touch and it really sucks for you guys cause they charge you like 10, 15 bucks every time they up- upgrade the OS, um, so even even if they update the hardware, you still get, you know, some of the new software features. Um, all the apps for it that you can get, the, you know, the capabilities that it allows you. I mean, basically, you can do anything you want with it. Um, and someday when I get a Mac computer, I'll actually be able to write my own apps for it and really make it do what I want. So I just like it, it just it does everything. My previous phone was a Windows Mobile smartphone. Uh, which. which mm-hmm. Paid about the same for, and i had gotten it because I was like, "Oh, yay! This phone has Windows on it. This is going to be awesome!" And it sucked. Um, the The volume on it was horrible. The you know trying to sync it with anything was kind of sketchy, um, and it was it crashed a lot. I just it really didn't meet my expectations of a kind of portable computing device. Whereas this thing, it, it just has met my expectations and then some. So. Are you sold?
0: You've definitely given me a lot to think about. Our contract's up in June, and maybe it's time to price compare a little bit. I don't know.
1: I've uh, I've heard some rumors. What are your rumors? I've heard that there is a new piece of iPhone hardware coming out in June, like an iPhone three, so to speak. Oh wow! So I would, if you if your guy's contact contract runs out and they haven't you know released it yet, I'd give it a couple of months because. Um, I don't know if you've heard, the iPhone 3.0 operating system is coming out around that same time. So Mm -hmm. everybody's kind of expecting a new piece of hardware to come with it. Um, Some of the things I've heard are it'll have a faster uh, processor, which, uh, although I'm fairly happy with its processing speed, it does sometimes kind of bog down if it's checking mail and doing something else at the same time. Um, I've heard it'll have a better camera which will be able to do video, and there's one one rumor that there'll be a front-facing camera, so you'll be able to, like, video conference, it'll be able to see you, you know, from the front screen, so, yeah. And
0: since there is going to be a Skype application for uh, the iPhone, or there is a Skype application for the iPhone, you could Skype and see each other on your iPhone. Yes. That's awesome.
1: And actually, that application is already out, and I have it.
0: Nice. Are you on it now?
1: I am not on it now, but uh I have played with it and it does uh it does work pretty good. I do I use Skype, um I go to school online and right. when my school does these learning teams where you have to pair up with like three or four other people and do a project and seeing as how we're scattered all over the, the United States or sometimes even the world, um it's kind of hard with the asynchronous communication of the online school forums. So one of the things we've been doing lately is team meetings via Skype and that makes it work so much better. But every once in a while a team meeting will get scheduled when I'm not going to be home. So now I have it on my phone. There you go. I was actually doing something goofy where I have a, uh, I have a VNC application on my phone so I can actually remotely log into my computer and use it from anywhere which, if that doesn't sell you on having one of these, I don't know what will. But uh, yeah, so I nice. log into my computer, I would tell Skype to dial my phone from my computer through my phone, and then I'd get on that way. But this, you know, saves all the, the extra steps. So, for sure. So, speaking of the iPhone, uh, we should talk about the new iPhone OS 3.0, which is coming out. Okay. Have you heard any of the features for it yet?
0: I haven't, cause you know I'm not. I'm just not really in the know as a BlackBerry person.
1: You haven't heard any?
0: No, really, I haven't.
1: Okay, are you ready? I'm ready. So copy and paste.
0: Oh, that's cool.
1: Yeah, uh, it's I think every iPhone user's biggest complaint about the thing from the dawn of time. How come I can't copy and paste with this thing? So they uh, are. You can, you can do that with BlackBerry. What's that?
0: You can do it with the Blackberries. It's kind of clunky, can do but it on
1: pretty much any smartphone other than the uh, iPhone, I think even my crappy Windows Mobile smartphone had some limited copy and paste functionality. So um, yeah, they're bringing that. It's going to be kind of a pinch thing, where you know you'll be able to kind of grab both ends of a box and cover the amount that you want to copy. Um, you'll have cut, copy, paste and then you'll have shake to undo. So if you oh, nice. yeah, if you cut out a piece of text and you're like, "Oh crap, I I didn't want to do that." You just shake the phone and it'll undo it. Um and if you want, I believe it brings up a menu so you can either undo or redo. So, you know, some of those quintessential computing functions, cut, copy, paste, undo, and redo are now all native to this to this phone, which I find very awesome.
0: That's cool.
1: Uh, what else we got? There, I don't know if you heard when they announced the 2.0 software last year, they were going to do push notifications, which basically yeah. would allow your application, if you wrote an application for the iPhone, you could subscribe to the service and say it was a Facebook application, right? So okay. if somebody sends you a Facebook message, you would send a, a notification to the server, and the server would notif- would send the thing to your iPhone and make your Facebook icon pop up a little, you know, one next to it saying you've got a new message. Um, And then they were kind of quiet about it for a while. So when they announced 3.0, they basically said, yeah, we announced it and then we had way more demand for it than we ever thought we would. So they had to reconfigure the whole thing from the ground up. But this summer, uh, they'll be bringing the push notification service, which do you understand the whole reasoning behind why they're doing that? Not really. So like on your BlackBerry, right, you can have more than one app running at a time, right?
0: Oh, yeah, I definitely do, and that's usually why I run out of battery.
1: <laughs> so on the iPhone, they're totally dead set against that. You can only have one app running at a time. So that means that you can't have anything in the background receiving these notifications. So Apple created kind of this master service that will you know, receive these notifications and send them up to the phone. So that's how they're going to enable that kind of functionality. So, well, that makes cool. sense. Yeah. Um what else we got? Uh they're redoing the App Store a little bit. Um have you ever been in there and you've seen like 300 different book apps like one for The Time Machine and one for War of the Worlds and, you know, every other book that you could buy on there? Right. It really yeah. crowds the the store. So, the reason they do that is cuz you can only buy apps within the store. Well, now they're going to make it so that when you write an application, you can have people buy things from within the application. So instead of selling individual books, you can just say, We're going to sell a bookstore. And then from within the store, you can pick your book and buy it right within the application and not crowd the store with a bunch of, you know, redundant, extraneous kind of apps. That makes sense. How cool is that?
0: It's always frustrating to like go through things to find something you want.
1: Yeah. And you got to. Filter through all that stuff, um the other cool thing about this is if you buy a game and they want to release extra levels for it, you know you'll be able to buy extra levels within the game, you know, so they could put out like a cheap game which just has the first level or whatever, and you can try it and say, Oh yeah, I really like this, I'll pay the five bucks for the extra ten levels or whatever um, all that will be possible
0: that makes sense,
1: yeah, what else we got uh they're gonna enable peering so this is something that i kind of expected the thing to be able to do by itself over wi-fi but uh i did get this one racing game that said that you could race with other iphone users and it turns out you need to be on a network like a wi-fi network you know so you both have the same subnet going on for you to be able to race against each other and i thought that was kind of crap because if you're just out in the wild you don't always have access to a wi-fi network right right now they're going to have you be able to connect to another phone through Bluetooth and have them communicate directly to each other without any other kind of, you know, intermediary network. So, you know, if your plane lands in the Pacific on an Island in the middle of nowhere and someone else has an iPhone, you guys will at least have something to do. So
0: until you run out of batteries,
1: until you run out of battery, which will happen sooner rather than later. Right. Uh, and just a couple other cool things. The, uh, the apps now will be able to access your iPod library. So they showed like a demo of a game where, you know, it's, it was kind of a Sims-like game. And so you could buy things within the game like a stereo, and then once you put the stereo in your apartment, it would actually play music from your library, which I thought was kind oh, of Oh, cool. yeah. I would That's cool. probably have very little use for that kind of functionality, but still pretty neat. I can imagine, like, I have a flight simulator. It would be cool if my flight simulator could pipe music, you know, over from my uh, library within the phone. And yeah. And so we talked earlier about the GPS on the iPhones. Mm-hmm. So people's biggest complaint with these things is they don't have turn-by-turn directions, which I was kind of confused by what that term meant for a while. Do you know what it means? Isn't it just
0: what notifies you when it knows you're getting to a turn, like, okay, turn left now. Yeah,
1: which is kind of funny because, you know, if you're looking at your map, you can press a button that has it track you and it puts a big circle, you know, on each intersection that you're supposed to take. So, if you just glance at it every few minutes, you'll easily see, you know, when you're getting near that. But when you're driving, you probably want your eyes on the road more than on your iPhone. So, um they're allowing people to write turn-by-turn directions now, which was previously not allowed within the terms of use contract. Um and apparently the reason for that was the Google Maps that are on the phone or actually downloaded from the server, the licensing doesn't allow it to be used to turn by turn. So they said, you know, people like TomTom Tom or Garmin, if they want to write an app like that, you can do that. You just need to bring your own maps to the table. So, sometime in the future, we should see some kind of turn by turn apps for that. And they actually showed a an example of it where you know it's kind of following you along, and then the big arrow pops up or whatever. So, that would be good. So. If all that stuff I told you before didn't sell you on the iPhone, how does all that stuff sound?
0: It's definitely tempting.
1: Oh, and actually, I forgot. This was kind of one of their footnote things that they didn't really think was really big, but it's totally huge for me. Um, when you're in Safari and you get to a website that you need to log into, I really hated that I couldn't have it remember my username and password.
0: Oh, it didn't? Oh, so, that's fine.
1: Yeah. I've been using you know password managers on the computer for several years now, and I don't know what I do without them, so I generally just don't visit those kind of sites on on the iPhone. But with this, I'll be able to, you know, log into the back end of my website or, you know, check on my four hundred one k or you know all these other things that I I probably wouldn't do before because I didn't want to manually type in my username or password, assuming I'd even remember them at this point. So right, we will go to a voicemail. Okay. Hi Craig and Pat, this is your number one fan. Greg. Well, I have to say I think that you guys suck and should be replaced by two much wittier and smarter and better looking hosts. That's just my input to the show, and uh you know, keep up the good work, but until they find someone better
0: than you to do even better work. Bye.
1: Okay, uh Greg. Well uh your your wishes have been answered, so to speak.
0: So at least for this week you won't have to worry about having to listen to Pat prattle on about how he wants to kill orphans.
1: Yes, we haven't killed any orphans this particular podcast.
0: No, I think we're a more orphan friendly podcasts. This is gonna be
1: our orphan killing free podcast.
0: That's always a good thing.
1: But anyway, Greg, um, you know, thanks for being such an avid listener and and you know, pouring through all previous twenty five episodes. And many more if you count the new half ones that have been coming out. Um, but you are a valued listener, and we we hope that you uh, continue.
0: And maybe if Craig and Pat don't get their act together, we'll have to keep doing this because, well, we obviously love you guys more than they do.
1: Indeed we do. So shall we move on to the lamest news of the week?
0: Yes, my favorite part. The lamest news of the week.
1: Alright, ladies first.
0: Yay! So, my lame news is some guy was upset that his girlfriend broke up with him, so he decided to fake a robbery, and he tied himself up with zip ties... And said that two guys robbed him, tied him up with zip ties, and left with his money when the cops eventually got there. Well, Genius didn't realize that he left the exact same zip ties in the cab of his truck. (laughs) So once the cops saw them, he admitted that it was all a ruse to get attention and get his girlfriend back. And now
1: he's in jail. That's like doubly lame.
0: That's really lame. Uh, I mean... Not
1: only was he lame for doing that in the first place, that's really lame to just be like, oh, you found the zip ties in my truck. Yeah, those are mine. He couldn't at least go, no, no, uh, I mean, zip ties are zip ties. I mean... yeah, He must
0: have tossed the rest of them in there when they were leaving, and <laughs> rifling through he the He must exterior. have
1: bought at the same place that I did.
0: Hopefully he didn't, like, leave the receipt with it or something really bad.
1: Yeah, that at that point, then he should have admitted it. Not that I think he should have lied in the first place, but I just think it's lame that you know he caved so early.
0: And I don't know about the rest of you ladies out there, but if I broke up with someone, I wouldn't take them back just because they were robbed. I mean, I'd say, "Oh, too bad. Get a grip."
1: Yeah, and the best part about it is you wouldn't even have to get like Jack Bauer to break them. Apparently, all you need to do is say, "Hey, look, we found zip ties in your cab. Okay, I did it." <laughs>
0: So, I yeah, know. That is He's a weak
1: way. Uh, that is really lame. So, mine pales in comparison. The headline for my story is Yamaha Motor test drives golf cart fueled by cow dung.
0: Woohoo. Uh, yeah,
1: apparently over in Japan, Yamaha developed a golf cart that runs on the methane from cow poop. Um, you don't actually put the cow dung in the fuel tank or anything. They process it first and have it run on methane, but uh yeah, I just thought the uh the headline was kind of a lame Interpretation of that.
0: That's a good one, though. It's like, you know, kind of going back to Back to the Future, you know, Doc Brown and his Mr. Mr. Fusion. Fusion, yes. Here you go. Now we're going to have Mr. Pooh. <laughs>
1: Mr. Cowpoo. <laughs> oh, gosh.
0: Can oh, you imagine what that would smell like?
1: <laughs> we don't have enough fuel to get to the 18th hole. Oh, let me open up Mr. Cowpoo here. <laughs> So yeah, I'm going to uh I'm going to say that you definitely win this one cuz uh you're way lamer than Yamaha. Uh, Yamaha's actually trying to help the planet here with this. So.
0: Yeah, this guy's just trying to help himself,
1: but... He's trying to get his girlfriend back, which yes. is never going to happen.
0: No, she's she's done with him. If she wasn't done with him before, she certainly is now. No kidding. I am the lamest winner. Woohoo.
1: All right, so I think it's probably time to wrap up the show. Cool. Do you have any shout-outs?
0: I would like to give a shout-out to Carrie, your wife. Oh,
1: for being kind enough to lend me to the podcast for this past 40 minutes.
0: Absolutely, and I enjoy chatting with her on Facebook.
1: I have two shout-outs. Okay. My first one is to Flo, who I don't know who you are, Flo, but uh, a while back, Craig and Pat named you the most dedicated listener, and I thought I'd be funny and you know do a voicemail in saying, no, I'm the most dedicated listener. I've even been on the show, and I really meant it to be kind of a funny thing and an opportunity for Craig and Pat to totally tell me that I'm an idiot and not worthy, but for some reason they gave it to me, and I just want to set the record straight. You are definitely the most dedicated listener, and you may have that title back now, and I'm sorry it ever got t- taken away from you in the first place.
0: And Flo, if they continue to be derelict in their hosting duties and we have to take over full time, we will have you guest
1: host with us. That would be awesome. Flo, you should write in and be on the show.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: My second shout out is to Aaron Dries. Dries, I'm not exactly sure how to pronounce your last name, but uh, (laughs) he is a semi-dedicated listener who I just saw last week, and he's a little bit behind on the podcast, but If you ever get up to this point, uh, welcome, and glad you stuck along for the ride, and hopefully this all-guest-host show isn't enough to make you turn away completely.
0: Hey, Aaron, I haven't seen you in forever, but howdy, hope you're doing well.
1: You can contact, not us, but Craig and Pat, the real hosts of the show, um, at tweakinggeek.com slash podcast. The email
0: address to email Tweaking Geek is tg at
1: tweakinggeek.com. And you can also leave a voicemail at 678 999 6321. And from... if you really want to, you can join their Facebook group. Oh, yes. And they also are on Twitter. And what is their Twitter handle?
0: Tweaking Geek, I think.
1: <laughs> cool. So, uh, yeah, we hope everybody's enjoyed this uh, special edition.
0: Hopefully you uh, stuck with us and listened to Mike and I and weren't too disappointed.
1: And if you did make it this far, but you're ready to vomit at any time, uh, fear not. Next episode should be back to your regularly scheduled hosts.
0: Unless they continue to be, you know, unloving people and leave you alone. Is the word derelict here? They are derelict. I
1: like the word derelict. continue to be derelict in their duties we may have to step up again absolutely but only if lost isn't on
0: right so it may be
1: a few weeks lost trump's guest hosting on tweet indeed
0: unfortunately yes
1: so uh goodbye for now take care Well, so that's what I was going to ask you. Um, we've got Ben and we've oh, got... Oh, you probably Mid-Motor. should leave that. What's that. Oh, yeah. Oh, don't worry. <laughs> this will all be edited after the fact. Really exciting stuff. Sounds good. Yeah. Yeah, that's all I have on that. <laughs> um. Now, I don't know if you'll be able to hear this. Probably not. What did he I... say? What's that? What did he say? Do you know who it is?
0: You said Greg.
1: Yeah. Do you know who in Greg quotes.
0: is? I, I know a few Gregs.
1: All right. We'll just... Oh, is
0: Greg really Craig?
1: Yeah. What a dork. <laughs> he is a dork. And then... He doesn't trust us, does he? Sure he does. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I probably should figure out what the phone number is, shouldn't I? I'm actually looking it up right now.
0: <laughs> I say...
1: Maybe you can pick up the email while I look up the phone number. Cool. I don't know if that's and... how you end up podcast. <laughs> We're done.
0: Woohoo!